And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I, I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, we good? Hey. Nice. Thank you so much, Obvious Plant, for being on here. Uh, I I have so many questions for you because I am always so shocked and I laugh so much at the work that you produce. <laughs> so Thank you. Uh, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're on Toys on Tap, which is normally a bootleg toy artist thing where people replicate all these toys and do whatever they're going to do but you are a different style of toy art and I'm super stoked to talk about it today. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, my name is uh, Jeff Wysoski. I run Obvious Plant. Um, yeah, I come from the toy community more as like a comedian than an artist itself. So uh, yeah, I, I create a lot like joke, weird, surreal products. Um, sometimes toys, most often toys, sometimes foods or uh, just any other random product that comes to mind. And uh, yeah, I posted online and I've got a following and I've been happy to be inspired by the bootleg community and be welcomed into the bootleg community, even though I do a little different uh, style than everyone else. But yeah, I, it's, a great, it's a great community to be part of and uh, I'm happy to be here and talking to you. It's rad. Thank you so much. So uh, let's take it back to the first, like what made you start this joke style toy production what was that about yeah so i've been doing obvious plants pre-products uh, i started obvious plant in 2015 and i basically started out just like making fake street flyers and posting them up around town the whole idea <laughs> was like uh and i've been a comedian beforehand like web comedian as well so this was like starting a new project in 2015 and um yeah basically i was just trying to uh, make the world more weird. It yeah. was kind of like my mantra and it kind of still is. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like making joke flyers, posting them around town, leaving them up. And then um, eventually I kind of exhausted all the street flyers that exist. And I started making like signs and posting them inside of stores. And then I got kind of tired of like, okay, I've done every store sign. And then I started looking or, you know, for, for like the next evolution of that. And then kind of the next evolution of that was like fake products um and i think at the like somewhere around that time where i was looking to transition or up or you know change my c comedy game um i found like suck lord and dan o'brown and i just like was like uh, you know it just toys are just so great of, of a medium for comedy yeah. just in general um just because you can play with the innocence of them and all that um but then just like the the graphic design of like the 80s 90s is also super inspiring to me i love living in that world and uh yeah, those guys really inspired me um, to get creating. Um, it, it was, I think, actually, I think I found Dano Brown a little bit after I started making it. But anyway, I think Sucklord was the first one I saw, and I was like, I should try to do this. So the first, um, the first bootleg toys I made were called the Revengers. It was, you know, just a pair, like a shitty ninety-nine cent. Yeah uh bootleg version of the avengers and it was like the revengers endless tussle and it was like the incredible fella and regular raccoon <laughs> and uh a few others yeah. uh and yeah and it was like super frustrating the first time i made them like i was using like i didn't know what i was doing i like mod podged paper to to like a thicker cardboard and it like the Mod Podge was not the right medium for doing that. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and, and yeah, it took a long time, but I made like a couple of each one and I threw them online and like it went crazy and people like wanted them. And I was like, wait, I can sell these. Like, <laughs> I can sell these. And like, it's like kind of a, a new medium. Like there are other comedians who do this too, but it's like kind of like a, just a, a weird uh, new place to take. It was kind of an, uh, direct influence like direct line from what obviously was already doing just taking it to the next level of creating an actual fake product and like leaving it in a store which is what i yeah. did with the revengers and a lot of the early toys i still i would like to do that more but pandemic has prevented me from like leaving stuff in stores lately but yeah that was the whole um progression of it and it started with revengers and i kind of started mixing in more and more toys until it's become mostly what i do yeah so i have so many questions that have like bubbled up because of all that uh, real quick, your mic is catching your collar and causing feedback. Sure. That's got to be the only thing you take off, though. This isn't only thing. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we like, let's talk about those flyers. So you're just putting random flyers that say, I'm assuming, random stuff all over town? Yeah, you know, I just like uh, put them on uh, street signs, trying to think of what some of the early hits were. Um, I did, one of the very first ones I did was a Ross walk instead of a crosswalk. And I basically just covered up the C and I put like (laughs) Ross from Friends' head on, like I taped it over like the the walking graphic guy. And it said something like, I love dinosaurs or something like that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I love that. And then I did, oh, I did like an Oregon Trail crosswalk. And it was like, you know, a picture from, of the Oregon Trail. And it's like, you must cross the street. Choose your, like, Fjord the River, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then, like, it had, like, little papers that you could pull off. And it's like, each one had a number on it for each choice. And each, on the back, they all just said, you have died of dysentery. <laughs> And then you moved into signs. And when you say signs, are you talking like the things that they put up that are like, we accept these cards, that type of sign? Yeah, I've done that. I've done, basically, you know, I would go into stores and like look at the signage and be like, what, what of these can I parody? And I basically ended up doing pretty much everything. Like I, one, of the, one of the good ones that um, was pretty early was um, I went into Barnes and Noble and I changed like the book categories. So instead of like biographies and stuff, it was like uh, animals I want to fight and yeah. uh, like, uh, I, I don't know. I can't remember. It was so long ago, but they, they actually got mad at me for that one because <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like, you know, I did put up like animals I want to fight and then I like had to go grab a few books to put on there to like fill out the category and like they find, found my Facebook page and like the employees were like, we, it took us three hours to undo everything you did. It's like, I, they didn't move that many books. Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I know, but um, yeah, for, for the most part, I try to make things easy to take down or, you know, yeah. nothing permanent, but, um, but yeah, that's one of the few times I was, I got yelled at. Do you ever get, when you were putting up signs in these places, did you ever get caught in mid action and they were like, no, nah, maybe not here. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I've been doing the, I get asked that question sometimes and I've been doing this for so long and I've never been caught by like an employee or like, you know, there's been a couple of times, actually, when I put the Revengers up, I did it at a Toys R Us, RIP. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I, you know, I was taking pictures of them before I left and this, this guy walked up and he was like, wow, the Revengers. Oh, this is cool. I, don't, I didn't know like Toys R Us made these kinds of toys. And he like picked one up and started to walk away with it. I had to be like, wait. And I had to like explain what I was doing because I hadn't taken a picture of it yet. Yeah. Uh, but like, there's just been like one or two instances where um, like someone has noticed while I'm there. You know, it's 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 pretty f- funny how um, completely oblivious people are. You know, no one's expect yeah. no one's. You know, there might be a security guard like looking for someone to steal, but no one's expecting someone to bring something into the store and like yeah. leave it there. So I don't know. Yeah. So you move into the toy and you start uh, leaving these toys everywhere. What is the thought process behind? So if that's you were talking about how that's like the next step in your comedy. Um, what was the thought behind the first one? So you made it and did you immediately think you could just leave it somewhere? Or did you like 
were you trying to figure out what to do with it as you made it? Yeah, I mean, the, the idea was to leave it somewhere because that's okay. what I was doing with the signs, you yeah. know? I, you know, I was making the signs and leaving them with the hopes that, you know, someone doing something really mundane in their life, like grocery shopping, would come across a funny sign and it would make them laugh, um, take them out of the context of their boring chore, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, so that was the natural thought process of like, I've done signs. If I want to, you know, take, you know, this farce to the next level, it's like, let's create an actual product and leave it in a store. So, um, so yeah, that was the, that was the goal from the beginning. Yeah. And then have people, have you heard stories of people finding it in the store, thinking it was a product and trying to check out with it? Um, not specifically. I think I'm, it has to have happened at some point, but like for, for the first year or two, I would just leave them, take a picture and walk away and then like not know what what happened to them. Mm -hmm. Like, I imagine they usually just got removed by employees or I'm sure at some point someone tried to buy them, but at some point I got like, you know, um, curious and I just like on my Instagram, I started posting like where I left it. And so like fans would start finding it. Like I would tell them where it was. So they'd like rush over there and and grab it. Um, And so that um, became really like, I I was surprised by like how quickly people got them like, like towards like, um as it happened as it went down the line of um becoming more popular yeah and uh people just like within like 15 minutes like grabbing it oh geez that's quick it's crazy yeah and yeah and I, i'd get messages of like people being like um oh i saw the guy grab it and i missed it you know <laughs> dang <laughs> <laughs> i i feel like there's a couple artists that like you that leave stuff and for sure, if it was in my area, I would go do it. That's something I might fight someone for. Be like, no, 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 I want that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to get back to to leaving some in stores. It, um, I thought maybe, you know, Delta came back and it's like, I got I to wait a little longer. Maybe 2022, I can start leaving some stuff. But it's also like, at this point, it becomes harder and harder for me to do that because the they sell like for so much money like more than i could ever have imagined them selling for you know so it's like i'm basically giving away hundreds of dollars by leaving it in the store unless it's like you know something that's a you know um instead of just a one-off it's like a you know something i've made a few hundred of yeah i get back to giving leaving those in some stores easily when you started moving or moving into like the product uh area of this art expression i guess and you're leaving these i saw the one the mustard it's the only way that i would have known that it was different it's just because it, the bottle is upside down compared to the other ones like i would have never known that was oh the non-flavored mustard yeah, like, yeah. and so what do you just walk up and down the aisles or do you just like oh this like i'm going to take this one and i'm going to look at that one and this is what i'm going to produce what's yeah. that process like yeah i mean it it can come from both directions, really. I will go into stores and just like wander the aisles and like look for um, something that catches my eye, either either graphic design wise or product wise. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll take a picture of it maybe, or I'll buy it so I can repackage it, like actually repackage whatever the inspiration was. Uh, or sometimes, most more often though, it's like I'm sitting at home and I'm brainstorming and I'm coming up with ideas. And so it's like, um, like pre-cracked egg, which, uh, which I, I came up with the idea and it's like, could I actually make that? And that one was actually more (laughs) kind of a difficult process to make, but, uh, yeah. And that one became one of my biggest, biggest viral hits too. But yeah, it's mostly like sitting at home and brainstorming, coming up with ideas and then like, either like changing, like, like say I came up with pre-cracked egg and it's like, well, I can't really do egg. So could I do another, change this to a different product? Mm. And so it's a matter of like coming up with the idea and then trying to figure out how to practically make it. Yeah. And sometimes I just have to discard it. Um, but does this become a form of, cause my, my thought process is that someone that doesn't know that this is art tries to get it somehow gets it in their hands and they try to use whatever the product is if it's repackaged it's like food tampering now (laughs) right well okay yeah so 
I, I have never left food because I'm afraid oh, of good. food tampering laws, yeah. like FDA laws. Um, so I, yeah, that's always just a picture and take it down. Like yeah. I can't leave, I can't leave uh, barely any glass Ben and Jerry's ice cream yeah. in, <laughs> in, in the store, you know? So that's definitely the one ca- uh, category that doesn't get left. But okay. on the back of the, on the back of every package I started doing a while ago, it says this product is not real. Nothing is real. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a tagline and it's hopefully a tip, like a, a hint that like this product isn't like, it's not a real thing. Yeah. And there's no barcode on it. So, the, you know, you take it to the cash register, they can't ring it up anyway. So, um, so far so good. Yeah. Hopefully I never get sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you ha- like started leaving these toys and doing all this and you started producing more and then all of a sudden, at some point, you figure out, holy shit, I can sell these. What is that like that like clicks over in your brain? Do you just start producing like crazy to sell? Like, what does that first market open up look like? Uh, well, actually, like I made a few extra of each Revengers, which was the first one I made um, with the because I had I had seen that other people had sold them. And I was like, well, let's just make a couple of these and see if people want them. So I think I sold like the first ones for like $35 or $45 each. And uh, they sold in like under an hour. All of them sold in under an hour. Yeah. And so that was like, you know, that was the light bulb moment for me. Like, oh, peop- like this is a good idea. People will actually pay for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so yeah, I kind of just did it as an experiment to see because it, it was fun and I'd seen other people doing it. And I wanted to try it. And then I saw that like the response to it. And so I had fun making them, people really enjoyed them. So it's like, let's let's dive more into this, this path for making weird products. So yeah, after I made the first ones, I just started brainstorming ideas. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE Toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. And um, I think, yeah, I think I made a few just like one-offs. I think the first few I made were like runs of 10 maybe. Um, And like one of the very early ones was covered in Spider-Man. And I just bought, you know, a bunch of like Spider-Man action figures and glued a bunch of spiders to them. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I've lost my train of thought, but <laughs> yeah. So, cause I've seen so many of these that they sell so quick, like beyond quick. I don't even know how to describe how quick some of these go off the, the site, but like the, you have one with ducks on it. It's like the duck named. Uh, yeah, I think it's five ducks all named, uh, something Michael or something like yeah. that. Matthew. Then, yeah. Five ducks that are all named Matthew. And then you have a, a thing on like the stupidest animals and I've seen friends of mine get them and like talk about them and stuff. And it's just, it is an insane quickness that I've never seen. So how do you navigate that? Like it's the second you post up, they, they're gone almost, right? Yeah. So I've kind of um, tried to structure it a little bit. Like um, at this point, it's like I have a Patreon and there, there's like a level where you get early notice of sales so Mm -hmm. those those people are like the super fans and they they grab a lot of the prototypes and you know they get first look at like the the 500 unit runs so um and then i've also recently started doing like if you join the email list you can for free get early look after the patreon fans so uh as and lately like if it's like 300 or less, that'll be enough for them to sell just through the email list. And then, and then it goes to like Instagram and everything for everyone, for everyone else who, whatever's still available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still can't believe how quickly they sell out. Um, and 
and like what people are willing to pay for these, you know, like I never would imagine selling something for $600 that, um, you know, is cardboard and an old action figure, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy and amazing. And I feel very lucky to be able to do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, basically, I, I try to make it kind of still a scavenger hunt type thing of yeah. like, you don't know when the email's coming, you don't know when the next things coming up for sale. And so if you're lucky enough to snag it, you're lucky enough to snag it. Like it's never yeah. like uh, Friday, every Friday at noon, I'm going to drop one. It's like, I kind of like the scavenger hunt, like uh, prize winning um, aspect of it. Yeah. What you seem to have something in common with Sucklord because he always had the, when we have talked and when we did this, his interview, he had this phrase he kept going back to like, I can't believe people are buying this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i i think he's a little more um inc- I, don't know if, I don't know if incredulous is the right word but a little more um like these people are almost dumb for buying this is kind yeah. of the vibe he gives off like um i just i'm just surprised that it's like viewed as like a work of art in the sense of like people are paying work of art money for them yeah yeah but i mean his especially are obviously works of art like his packages package design and his his figure work itself is like very artistic and um you know i strive to be to at least be a shadow of a real work of art yeah (laughs) (laughs) what drove me like crazy on top of like seeing the work and um, just how quick it sells and like seeing it everywhere and people what's funny is people will show me and they're like is this some artist that you interact with and I'm like no his work is just everywhere like this is just what he does and they even showed me like Omega Mart picked up what looks to be a whole entire aisle of your toys what's that like that's an art installation so like what's that feeling like how's that going yeah um i was super honored to for them to reach out to me because i've been i'd been to meow wolf in santa fe like years ago and super impressed um and i know some of the artists who have contributed to their world and so yeah i was stoked to be asked to contribute and so uh yeah it I went and saw it and it was like, it does look like it's a whole aisle, but it was just like a, a like a basically a one segment of an aisle. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had like five or six different things in there and um, yeah, the, those sold really well for them too. Um, to the point where I like can't keep giving them <laughs> toys. <laughs> like it's like, I gave them a few different runs of it and then it kept selling out. It's like, I can't, keep making these for you like I got to focus on like making new stuff um so that I'm not no longer in Meow Wolf just because it's um too time consuming for me to get, get those numbers to the to keep them in stock there yeah but uh but yeah that was um again super super honored to be included and it's definitely like the the right fit for like a collaboration because it's like here's here's a store full of weird weird made up products you you do that so i'm glad to have been included yeah i uh some of the ones that got sold were some of the ones i see the most leg and then uh, party for one i see like those are just hilarious so when you because that's because so are you doing this full time or do you do like is Cause you keep, you've referenced comedy. So is this what you do full time with other stuff on the fringe or is it flipped? Like this is your fringe and you have other stuff that you do full time. I do this full time. Okay. Yeah. So when, okay. So that brings another question. When you are saying that you don't have enough time to stock Meow Wolf, that means you have so many projects going on. Well, I, okay, here, here's, Here's the rationale. So okay. they were buying, they were buying my products at wholesale. So like basically half price when they were selling out online for twice as much. So oh, it's like bummer. at some point it's like, why am I going to keep giving you these toys for half price when I could sell them myself for twice as much? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 
So that's that's really the reason that um, that I stopped partic participating with them. And it's, it's like um, again, I'm I'm stretched a little thin. Like I'm doing like you know. I'm now to the point where I'm ordering stuff from China and like runs of a thousand or 1500, mm -hmm. but like, I still don't have the time and resources to, de to dedicate to like doing wholesale. Yeah. Um, so, and I like keeping it small too. I don't want to just flood the market with these things. I like the idea of keeping them limited and special and not becoming just like a, you know, like a gag gift you buy at Target or something that you give to a friend that then gets thrown away. You know, I want these things to be special and kept and collectible. So, yeah, when you look at the toy scene and this, like, as a whole, everyone that interacts with the toy scene, what would you call what you do? And then how do you see it fitting into the entire scene? I have a name in my head. So, okay, I'll be interested to hear. Yeah. I'll be interested to hear because, I mean, I guess kind of, I feel a little bit like, um, I still have this, like, uh, charlatan feel of being in the community because I'm not doing a lot of like resin casting or I'll do an occasional like head swap or um, kit bash but it's mostly like a repackaged toys which I guess is what I would call it like I'm repackaging toys um, um, but yeah I don't know what I would call it what would you call it I like the word novelty yeah yeah but yeah. I don't like the word because it seems like gift shoppy Exactly. Yeah. When I'm talking to someone, when someone random asks me what I do, I have had for years had the hardest time of like explaining what I do. I've, tr I've tried multiple things. I've tried, I make bootleg toys. I'm a comedian slash artist. I make, like, if, if I say, I, I tried saying I make novelty toys and they're like, like dildos and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's not the right word. Uh, <laughs> and basically at this point, I just say like, I make and sell my own toys and collectibles. Mm -hmm. And then like the next sentence is like, like a gag gifts and stuff, but I don't really like the word gag gifts and I don't no. really, really like the word novelty. It's just like for someone who's coming, who I'm interacting with, who has no perspective of what the toy community is. It's like, yeah. that's just the easiest way to get it across. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, the, the goal is the comedy of it and the the art of it and it's just hard to put that into like a phrase or an easy word to get across yeah i've found that it's even tough using the word toy because what we think of as toy for so long is right, like yeah. what little kids are playing with but yeah. i don't play with any of the toys that i get from other artists but yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah that's i feel like collectibles is a little closer there um because it's like you know these are like labors of love yeah people collect them they're not for kids but yeah it's a it's it's a it's a hard description it's hard to get across hard yeah. to tell people what i do yeah yeah and you know uh death by toys and dano have like i've talked to them about that same question and all three of you kind of have the same answer of like i don't know like it's just <laughs> way easier to say i make toys and then we call it a day yeah yeah exactly yeah if they if they have more questions great you know it, i mean really the easiest thing is to be like just look at my instagram or let me show you a couple of them this is what i do i make these and sell these you know yeah yeah and i think interacting with people so i'm assuming you sell to people all over the world they're not in the toy community so they're buying this as whatever they think it is so i do you ever get emails or messages that are like, Hey, like this isn't what I ordered or what's wrong. Like, do you ever get any kind of like confused emails? I feel like most people who buy are understand know, what's right? happening. Okay. Yeah. If, I, I feel like if these were like sold in, in a store, you know, I think if there would be more confusion there, I definitely get, um, you know, the, the images get passed around and people get confused by the images. They, they mm -hmm. think they're real, um, which I love. Uh, I love when like <laughs> someone gets really mad. Uh, like I, a while ago, I did like a, um, my first prescription and it was like a bottle of pills <laughs> for a kid. Um, and like this like mom group found it on Facebook and they yeah. like wrote me this like really angry message about how 
awful it was to be selling this thing. It's like, it, it, they don't know, they don't know that it's like, first of all, I only made one and left it in the store and it's not for sale. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. The goal is to make these things look so real that people get confused and think it is real. Yeah. Yeah. Your toys have done the interesting thing where it's like, usually some of us are making toys of memes that we see, but your toys are becoming the memes, which is insane. Like that's a notoriety like no other. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, we interrupt this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. When you come to the right place, Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 toys and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. toys. Hey, look at that over there. It's a spaceship. Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com. That's earthtokentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Yeah, I've done a couple meme type things a long time ago. And I just, I prefer to be instead of making the reference to a joke, I prefer to be making the joke myself. So I think that, I mean, really my um, competitive advantage is my just idea creation. So there are other people who are, who are the true artists who are making the figures, the, the designers who are doing the packaging design, which um, I also have a little bit, I mean, I feel like I do pretty good package design too, but like really it all comes down to the idea. Uh, And so the goal of, pretty much everything is to make people laugh. And, you know, I consider myself a comedian. So the joke needs to be my joke and not someone else's joke. So that's the goal. Yeah. To be creative enough to make something that makes people laugh. That is my, that spring from my head and my head alone. Yeah. I, okay. So here's the question, which as an off topic thing, every time I post about a toy, cause I did, I've done several toys where it's like, I did the Wish Avengers where they were like, oh, this is what it would be like if you ordered Thor from Wish. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I made these and I can't tell you, it was like a string of like 11 or 12 comments that were like, post this and obvious plant and all of them because that's a huge like subreddit on Reddit. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. So I obviously need to get this person on the podcast because <laughs> of that right there. Yeah, I feel a little bad for kind of commandeering the the movement really because mm. <laughs> inevitably people who have been doing this longer than me get get compared to me or they're like oh you're like obvious plan it's like no i was doing it first like death by toys i'm sure gets that comparison mm. um but um but yeah like i i, I feel like there's enough room in the community to like do different things but it's definitely like I have this like comedy bend that like inevitably gets compared to other people when people do comedy stuff. It's yeah. Often, it's unfortunate, but like, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's great. I, I love when people are like, this is like that artist. Cause then it sends me to that artist. Whatever. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's I how just, you found me originally. Yeah. Like I, which sounds crazy. Cause your account is massive. You're like, people have shared your stuff with me. And so it's like, I, when people compare a piece of work that I've done to someone else, or if people like, I just think that's okay, let's go look at that artist. Cool. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There, and I, I didn't mean to think, make it sound like, oh, that's how you found me. Like, you yeah. didn't know me already. <laughs> like there are plenty of people in the community who still don't know me or like, um, just because I have a lot of followers doesn't mean that people in the smaller uh, toy community don't know me or like don't care to follow me even yeah you know? and that's fine you know everyone's got their own interests or um uh area of knowledge in terms of like what they're looking for and who they follow yeah so here's a question too with how big your name is and your accounts and stuff what is it like when people want to reach out are you even able to is it too many people to be able to interact with it's not too bad, actually. Um, like, 
I don't really see my DMs on Instagram. Um, like I don't see a lot of them because I just I check like once a week and a lot of it is just like random people saying random things. Um, yeah. But um, like for the most part, if someone wants to reach out to me, they can they can you know they can find me pretty easily and I, I'm pretty responsive to things. You know, especially if it's like an email. Like emails, I don't get overwhelmed with them. So um, yeah, I I I I, th I think. Um, to some people, I feel unapproachable just by the numbers I have, but it's, you know, I, I, I don't feel like, you know, oh, this person only has 3000 followers. I'm not going to talk to them. Like, that's stupid. Like yeah. there are plenty of amazing, especially like in the toy community, plenty of amazing artists who don't have a, a huge following who like I respect and would love, you know, would feel honored to be you know, reached out to by. So, um, let's yeah, make it happen. We can connect everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that that's, that is something that was intimidating when starting this podcast. Cause I immediately was like, Oh, I got to reach out to some big people. And there's the, uh, I mean, the suck Lord having him on here, he asked immediately like, Oh, what's this podcast for? And I told him and he was like, Oh, they're going to find out about me from your podcast. And I was like, Oh shit. Thanks guy. <laughs> well, I feel like, <laughs> the community at large other than suck lord is, is very welcoming yeah <laughs> you know? he's he seems very jaded i i met him once um and i'm not i couldn't really get a read on like what he felt of me and my work he did say oh i've seen your stuff i've gotten a chuckle out of it but like I, I, you know he's he's the og he's the original so i'm sure there's some um frustration from the community blowing up and him not necessarily being the, the face of it yeah. but um everyone else is like super nice and like you know they they helped me like when i was trying to make my first figures i like messaged people and was like how do i how, how do i do this where do i buy this blister or like you know yeah. what what products do you use and everyone was super helpful um so yeah i think for the most part this community is super welcoming um super friendly um i've been honored to actually meet a couple people you know it, it's it's great and i'm happy to be a part of it yeah. When you, so because of who you are, have you thought about, or I don't know, do you, do you go to conventions and stuff as well? Is that a part of what you do as this art expression? I have never sold at a convention and I actually like was thinking, oh, maybe I'll do designer con this year. I mean, obviously um, I, and I got on the wait list and then I just got a response like a week or two ago saying I could sign up if I wanted but um I don't know Delta's going too hard right now and I would have to scramble to get a bunch of stuff together so um I pass I'm gonna pass on it but maybe next year I've definitely been to designer con you know I've met that's where I met some people um and uh, yeah so that's definitely an idea in the future um in terms of like selling stuff it's just and again I don't want to sound like pretentious or above it but like i i'm in a great position where i don't have to go to a convention to sell things like yeah. you know i can just sell them online but i i do like um it's fun to like interact with the community in a, in a space and it's fun to interact with fans in a space so yeah I, I think in the future i will hopefully do something yeah that's i think conventions are i mean they're fun i've never had to i've never sold it one we usually go mm -hmm. through uh dke who is our yeah. ring leader yeah, yeah, he's, a, yeah, he is the, kind of the ringleader of the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, but that, yeah, I could imagine that your booth would be like empty by the end of day one, just off of sheer like who you are. You have used the term like art as um, like you you said you make toys and then you do art and other stuff. What is the other stuff that you do outside of toys? Like, do you? Are you a writer? Do you act? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we want to go, I mean, I consider myself a writer. I, you know, I, I started out online, like writing memes and web comics before I did obvious plant. Um, so I, I've considered myself a writer for over a decade and I still consider myself like for the long, longest time I considered, you know, even doing obvious plants is like, I still consider myself a comedian or a writer as opposed to an artist. 
Um, and then enough people started calling me an artist towards like, well, I guess I'm an artist. Like <laughs> I thought, <laughs> um, um, I mean, it, it's, it's mostly just, um, the products but then like I've been branching out into videos like writing videos I've been doing stuff where I've been finding like old um footage on like public access and then like redubbing it there was this old like um uh VR special from the 1990s where it was like talking about like the the exciting world of virtual reality and it had all these like terrible 90s like virtual reality images and stuff and I like redubbed it so it was like fu like funny basically yeah. um and so yeah i've been moving a little bit more into the world of video and um <clears throat> i mean i used to do like sketch comedy and improv but i i never at a professional level so okay the thing i'm super interested in is you started doing it probably recently the snappy stuff is that real or is that something that you are creating and redubbing and all that stuff it's as real as anything my friend holy <sighs> geez please talk about that where'd you find it why is that a fascination right now what is all that so yeah i mean i kind of um we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this the bootleg bike. okay dude why am i at the library shh i'm looking for the bootleg bike the bootleg Bible? Shh. Yeah, it's a beginner's guide to bootleg toy making. It helps aspiring artists make their own toys. You can order it at bluemondaypress.com. Wait, we can order it? That's right, the bootleg Bible, a guide to bootleg toy makers, published by Blue Monday Press. Includes interviews with bootleg artists like The Suck Lord, Rykov, Obvious Plan, Larby World, Marquee Marauders Club, Bendor, Trap Toys, and art from a whole host of other artists all around the world. Also includes a step-by-step -step beginner's guide to bootleg toy making. So order yours today at BlueMondayPress.com. Why are we even at the library? I don't know. Shh! The Bootleg Bible. Order now at BlueMondayPress.com. I started using Snappy on t-shirts a few years ago and people really resonated with it. And I, I'm just trying to build out the backstory of him. Like it's kind of like, you know, instead of just like a one-off joke, like, can I build this character into, some, into something? Yeah. So yeah, and it's like, um, it's coming up. And then again, that's another extension of writing of like, you know, who's this character? Like, um, like, what's his persona, you know, I was kind of inspired by like Hello Kitty, um, like in terms of like finding this character and then like repackaging it in a way to where it's an obvious plant character and like what's his persona. And in the next, in the coming weeks, you're going to learn like, uh, you know, who, who Snappy is in the obvious plant universe, like what yeah. is, he is as a character. Um, so it's been fun kind of like building up like this character's um, backstory and, and giving him more meaning than just like a one-off joke. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is how good it is, by the way, like not a one-off joke at all. I watched it and I like spent the next, I don't know, 30 minutes trying to find the Polish video or whatever the documentary. <laughs> Cause I didn't understand like nothing. It didn't click in my brain that like, Oh, I've seen this before in your shop right it's on a shirt and like yeah and I didn't it didn't click and I was like no way like they're selling weird cigarettes for kids and we like yeah it it was so good <laughs> thank you thank you yeah part two is coming out in a, a day or two and then the a third part will come out and then yeah it's it's like three the three evolutions of snappy through the history of time yeah yeah and so uh like with that kind of production so this is the the thing that I think about often with um, art that is like that. Are you, how do, I don't even know how to say it. There's that idea that you can build memories into people. Yeah. yeah is yeah. this like, man, cause I feel like this is what's gonna happen with this. So like, it's gonna, you're gonna build it all the way out and you're gonna have your three parts and you might have people that are messaging you that are like, I remember that when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people have, <laughs> have been in the comments saying like, I had one of these when I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they're trolling or what, but, um, but yeah, the, the goal has been, I mean, the goal with like 
products in general was to make them appear real, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really, one of the themes I do is like blur the lines between reality and fiction. Yeah. So it's, it's, and going back to like the original goal of obvious plant of making the world more weird. I'm, you know, I'm basically re-engineering a weirder history. Um, like a, I love the idea of like building out like the history of obvious plant. It's been around for decades. Um, here's all the characters that have been sold from the company over the years. Um, it's, it's basically like st stemming from the idea that our world is too boring and I want it to be more weird and exciting. So I'm going to just engineer that myself. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, that is. Yeah. I, I even showed my wife that and I was like, Hey, like this is because what's crazy is you you're doing that that blurring so well because I remember as a kid my mom saying something about yeah we had toy cigarettes and I remember having chocolate cigarettes that you could buy in a store mm -hmm. and so it doesn't seem that crazy that that would have existed at all I mean they did they did yeah. exist right like toy cigarettes were sold yeah like so um. it doesn't it's just such a like so good that I was like Okay. Like, cause Polish, uh, for like, um, not Polish. Uh, I think the company's called Uze. They reproduced all the star Wars figures. So right, it yeah. surprised me that that would happen with Snoopy. That, exactly. That's why I was so exactly. into it. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I, um, I'm Polish. So it's like a natural, like, um, interest of like the Polish star Wars toys is like, Oh man, the thing I'm doing was like, my homeland was doing like, yeah. <laughs> you know, really well and like earnestly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to uh, tie that in with my heritage, I guess. Yeah. So what is next for obvious plant? That is a big question. You could take it however you'd like. I want to leave it as open and as possible. Like where are you headed? Um, yeah. So, I mean, in the, in the short term, I'm just rounding out this, uh, September, the month of Snappy, um, which has been a fun experiment and yeah, ho hopefully get into like creating more recurring characters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm also like, um, like I said, I've been experimenting with video. I've had a couple, you know, Hollywood folks uh, message me. And so we're working on like a possible like TV thing. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to pan out. But um, it's it's fun to you know come up with like what would an obvious plant TV show be? Mm -hmm. um, so you know that's a possibility. But yeah, I basically I, I'm trying to get through the holidays because you know I'm trying to bulk up my inventory for the holidays to get through that, and then and then in the new year kind of reassess. Okay, whatever the next large big um, projects I want to do. And so I yeah you know I the world of video is interesting to me, and then like. Um, I've started doing more stuff on TikTok. Um, a lot of it, like mostly like just uh, reposting videos of my old stuff. And it's, it's fun to be on a new platform where a lot of people don't know me. And, you know, I, I'm tricking people again into thinking these things are real because they are unaware yeah. of me. But um, focusing more on the video aspect of um, the product instead of just the product itself. So I've recently done things like I created a, a vinyl record from the 80s, quote unquote, that was um, just Hulk Hogan saying, obey your parents over and over again. And it was like a subliminal record, like play this record. And yeah. so I, I made, I made the, the, album, um, the album cover and the record. And then like I took a video of me like putting it on on a record player and then like playing the record and it, it's just like I got this guy who does like a Hulk Hogan impression to say obey your parents obey yeah. your parents obey your parents so it's like just taking it like the uh, fiction one step further in terms of like video um you know I'd like to do like a big video game and have like screen grabs and like a, a short playthrough of it um more interactive toys in terms yeah. of like being able to show that on video that's rad that is a what's crazy is usually people have like oh i want to i'm going to do this this year but your list is like oh no i want to do all of this this year it's bad <laughs> it's hard it's hard for me to like cuz there's like oh that would be fun that would be fun that'd be fun it's hard for me to like pick one and just yeah. really go for it for a while but um 
but yeah, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, just like with the, the snappy thing, it's just like, how do I expand this? So it's like more in depth and more chaotic and more absurd and more realistic all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, and you said something that was super interesting when the holidays come, is it just a mad house for you for the first, for those, what, two months? Yeah, it's going to be pr- like, I, this is kind of the first year that I am, I feel like prepared for it because mm-hmm. up, like up through last year, I just started like getting production runs from China this year. Up to mm-hmm. last year, I was making them all myself, you know, oh with, my gosh. with a friend. Um, so it's like, oh, I got to make 300 funeral kazoos um, or whatever. And so it's like, I'm making extra for the holidays. So yeah, I was like super busy. And so this year we'll also be busy packing and shipping, but a lot of it is like already like it's being assembled by elsewhere. So it'll be easier, but it's also like, yeah, I'm going to hopefully sell out of a bunch of the toys. Like instead of like, I usually do like two big toy drops a month. I'll, pro- I'll probably do three or four. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be kind yeah. of crazy for a couple months. That's insane. I can't wait to see what gets dropped. So we are at the 45 minute mark, usually where the last part of it, you get to plug everything that you, where you want to be found, where you are found, all that stuff. This part, it's about you. You can find me on any, basically any social media. Uh, if you search obvious plant, it's usually just one word, obvious plant, but like um, TikTok, there's an underscore in between obvious plant. Twitter, there's an underscore at the end of obvious plant because some some knucklehead grabbed it before I got it, you know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you search obvious plants and then whatever social media you want, you'll find it. Yeah, right. And then upcoming projects will know as they drop. Yep, yep. No, no hints at what's next. <laughs> you heard it here first, no hints. <laughs> Thank you so much for giving me your time and work with me on schedule stuff and being able to talk about what's going on in obvious plants world. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. on tap next episode it's great it's amazing you're gonna want to listen to it it's not right now though you're gonna have to wait till the next episode to listen to it oh when's that the next one cool toys on tap the next one's gonna be good too so stay tuned and and, and listen to that awesome